Ms. Uh, Gordon Haggerty, um, I have a number of things I want to ask you. Uh, let me begin by, if you're familiar with the role that the Jasons have played. I am. You are familiar? Yes. How would you categorize their performance over the last 60, 70 years? So I can, I can express to you my opinion on the two recent studies that were undertaken by uh, Jason's, one of which was a tritium study. Uh, I, I found their reports to be fulsome and very, uh, the, the members of Jason's being very knowledgeable about issues associated with, uh, with our programs at NNSA. Uh, I can't speak to the, to the history or the 60, 70 years of, of Jason's, but I can tell you that they are rich in history and their technical expertise is sound. Uh, were you aware that their contract has been summarily terminated by the Pentagon? My understanding is that the Pentagon is is doing something with their contract. They do manage the contract or administrate the administer the contract for Jason. Doing something with the contract is a, a euphemism for termination. Uh, my understanding, again, I haven't looked into it. I've actually asked my staff, Chairman, to look into it to see what's happening because we do have some studies that we're undertaking with Jason. So we want to make sure that if. Uh, there are some issues associated with uh, contract management that somebody handles that because we do have some ongoing studies with Jason's. I first heard about Jason at a physics colloquium at Johns Hopkins back in 1990. My husband, who is now retired, was a condensed matter experimentalist in that department. And afterward, I went with him to a dinner for the speaker, who was Freeman Dyson. Dyson, as you know, is a superb storyteller. One story he told was about the night he spent on the Mexican border looking for the infrared signatures of drug runners. The physicists were interested in the infrared signatures, and I was interested in Dyson, who, as you know, looks like an aged bird crawling around on the Mexican border in the middle of the night. Why would a physicist be looking for drugs, I asked. He was doing a Jason study, he said. What's Jason, I asked. I don't remember what he said, but it was not an answer. And you know how it is when somebody doesn't answer. You get curious. Jason turns out to be a bunch of academic scientists who spend their summers doing largely secret work. Welcome, everybody, to NWCZRadio.com, Channel 1's Down the Rabbit Hole. My name is Big D. And I'm Brandon. It's great to be here. It's great to have water and electricity and power. <laughs> <laughs> I understand you guys survived I mean, pretty sure good. Where, you, you, saw, you survived pretty good where you're at. We did. We did. Um, I mean, it got cold, but that was really about it. Um, I know my office closed down because of the roads. What was it? They closed on Tuesday. On Monday, it got weird on the way home because literally there was an accident like 200 yards in front of me on one of the overpasses. Because that's one thing. For whatever reason, I'm the overpasses down here get very, very icy. Yeah, and the South, it, it's been this way forever. We just can't handle that stuff very well. That yeah. is our Achilles heel. If you ever want to take over the South, just invent a huge freeze machine, blow it on the South, and you walk right in and take over. That's the secret. It is. I mean, yeah. Mr. Freeze from from Batman would definitely be able to take over the South. <laughs> he would. <laughs> so this week, we're going to talk about a group that a lot of people have never heard of. and I had never heard of them until you mentioned it. The reason people haven't heard of this group is not because they're not there. They've been there for a long time. I think the reason a lot of people haven't heard of this group is because that's by design. There's multiple angles to this group, and we're going to try to explore as many of them as we can and try to get to the bottom of this group. But something happened in 2019 that really put this group sort of into 
the public sphere if you were paying attention. It didn't yeah. make headline news. Uh, it, there were a few articles written about it. If you were watching C-SPAN, you probably saw it come up. But it perked a lot of ears in the whatever camp you want to fall in. Conspiracy, realist, whatever. But what happened? So in 2019, and this was when, of course, Donald Trump was in office, the U.S. Department of Defense quietly, and this is according to an article in Gizmodo, the U.S. Department of Defense under Patrick Shanahan quietly pulled funding for an independent organization called the Jason Group. And that's who we're going to talk about today. Who are the Jason Group? Why were they being funded? What do they do? And why were they suddenly defunded? And there's a lot to get through on this. According to this article, this is, it was just one more way that the Trump, quote, regime is chipping away at independent scientific voices in the U.S. government. And I'm going to continue in this article. The Jasons, as they're sometimes called, no, this is me speaking, they're always called the Jasons. Always. They are a team of academics who have historically tackled some of the most pressing scientific problems on behalf of the U.S. military. They worked with the National Nuclear Security Administration, DARPA, ARPA. They started in the 60s, I think in 1960, with ARPA, which is now DARPA, and was originally comprised of 45 top scientists and academics from around the country. The group, according to this article, was mostly made up of physicists. And in its early days, the Jasons would meet for six weeks each summer to tackle the most difficult problems confronted by the U.S. military. Also, according to this, the most recent Jason studies have included everything from potential impact of artificial intelligence in healthcare to the performance of critical satellites. And then they, they just sort of roll this in there. And those are just the unclassified studies that we know about. And therein lies the mystery. Sure, they've been looking up the, the disease X. <laughs> they figuring out what that is and how to fight it. You know, like you said, the next big thing. Oh, yeah. The truth is practically everything they've ever done is classified and rolls through DARPA. The things that they have unclassified are always very mild, very beneficial, so to speak, to either the scientific field at large or the government or to society at large, although not much. They, they don't really ever release anything that's that beneficial to the general public. And we'll get into more of that. Relief just enough, just enough to make people not ask questions. Like, oh, look how they're doing great things. Yay. When it's not anything that they're, it's the probably the least amount that they're doing. Right. These guys have absolute top security and top priority when they're, quote, on the clock. They uh, eventually did get their funding back, you know, given back to them. <laughs> according to, <laughs> according to, this Stephen Lukasik, who was the former DARPA director, he said, quote, the Jasons were, and I don't mean to be insulting to them, but let's just say they are peaceniks. And this wasn't the first time that they were defunded or attempted to be defunded. There are those in the government, and I would say it's the shadow government or the, the dark government, they love these guys, and they're the ones who set them up, yeah. and they're the ones who pay them. They're the ones who use them, and we're going to explore just who they are, why they're called the Jasons, and what they do. Oh, yeah, and I mean, of course, the shadow government likes them because they have top-secret clearance. They know more than anybody else, um, so why not? I mean... Well, I watched an interview with a guy who claimed to be one of the original Jasons and that uh, he worked as a Jason for uh, years, 20, 30 years or something like that. 
before he finally retired. And according to him, in order to be a Jason, you had to be tenured at a major university. So like MIT or Stanford or Harvard, you couldn't just be tenured at like Wyoming State. You had to be top, top, top of the game. You were approached anonymously, given the offer to be a Jason. And if you accepted, no one in your school or anywhere, no one was to know. Not even your spouse. And you would be given these projects to work on as an individual. And they would, before email, they would come pick it up or you would mail it. Then there was secret emails and so forth. And once a year, the Jasons would gather and bring all of their research and everything together and present it over this six-week period to DARPA and to the powers that be. Then they would go back to their schools. And the idea was they, they could quit any time and they could do this in their free time, in their own time. I think they got paid 500 bucks a day for their Ooh. research. And this was going back. You know, I don't know what they're getting now because it's all top secret, obviously. And again, I don't even know if this guy, he seemed legit. I can't vouch that he's legit because there's never been a list given of the Jasons over the years. Not a single one. I mean, and it's one of those things. I mean, it's, you know, just because it's on my brain because I've been researching it a little bit again. Who's to say maybe Ted Kaczynski might not have been one of these guys. Nobody knows. I mean, he was a brilliant professor at UC Berkeley. Exactly. Maybe maybe it's one of those things. Maybe that's where his whole hate of technology came from. These guys confronted him, said, hey, you want to be part of this group? He got a little taste of it and went, oh, no. There's a distinct possibility there. There really is. I mean, it could go either way, but it's a definitely a 50-50 throw. And I mean, maybe if he hadn't gone crazy, he may. If he wasn't, maybe he would have been. He seems like he would have fit the bill. Absolutely. There's only one book that's ever been published regarding the Jasons. It's by Anne Finkbeiner. It's called "The Secret History of Science Postwar Elite: The Jasons." And it's a fascinating book. I watched uh, an hour-long lecture that she gave. And I read through, I sort of skimmed through several of these chapters on the Jasons. Again, very, very weird how she even got into be able, because she interviewed several of the Jasons, but none of them would give her permission to use their name. When she contacted the Jasons that she was given the names to contact, when they got the invite from her they had to go to DARPA and ask for their approval to talk to her so I assume there was like well you can talk about this and you can talk about that but you can't talk about all the other stuff and you can't give your name or anybody else's name because yeah. according to her and even in her book and just listening to her all the stories from the Jasons were about the same we're just really nice guys <laughs> we're just trying to help we're looking for solutions for the government and we've done some really good things and we work to solve problems for the government, for the military and for the populace. That's basically their line. That's all they will say. So if you would like a free PDF of this book, I can send you the link. The original members of the Jason group all came out of the Manhattan Project. So we can start right there. So my question then is, if they were all part of the Manhattan Project, knowing that they were developing a massive bomb, how can they dare come out and speak and say, well, we're just, yeah, we're peaceniks and we're just trying to help out? Because the second famous thing that came out that leaked out that they did was during Vietnam. In Vietnam, they were having problems locating enemy troops along the trailways and out in the jungles and everything so they developed basically the first geofencing they didn't call it that but that's what it was they would lay down all these laser points and 
motion sensors that would in real time relay back. So if somebody, if a troop walked down a trail, it would trip it. It would send a real time ping back to base, which would ping the Pentagon. And at first it was, there was quite a delay, but they, they kept working, working, working. And it, then it got into real time where if somebody walked across a trail, they knew exactly how many people were there. They knew who they were. And it would relay to the nearest base, which would relay to the headquarters, which would re relay to Washington. And they could in real time make a decision. Oh, okay, do we go carpet bomb this? Do, what do we do now? They knew. Which okay. way are they going? How many? The Jasons did that. But who are the Jasons? And like, well, like why? Which Jasons? Yeah, and why are they called the Jasons? So there's actually three groups. If you go down this rabbit hole, there's the Jasons, the Jason Society, and the Jason Group. Which was the weirdest part. I'll be honest. Of researching this was each one is different. Yes. Like at first, I thought they were just different names for the same group, and then realized, oh no, they're not. Right, so different things. the Jason group is the group that we're talking about. And yes. they got their name from the Jason and the Golden Fleece because they're searching for the truth. That's how they came up with that name. Like I said, they include members of the famous Manhattan Project. According to this article, which brought together almost every leading physicist in the nation to build the atom bomb, of course. The group is made up mostly of theoretical physicists and is the most elite gathering of scientific minds in the United States. As of 1987, the membership included, and I'm not sure how they know this because there's never been a list given out, but they say four Nobel Prize winners. Today's Jason continues to offer scientific help that the government cannot find anywhere else. They're probably the only group of scientists in the United States that know the true state of highest technology yeah. uh, according to this jason is shrouded in what appears to be unnecessary secrecy the group refuses to release its membership list none of the members list jason on their official resumes they work completely behind the scene jason has guided the nation's most important security decisions these include but are not limited to star wars submarine warfare and predictions about the greenhouse effect. In fact, the Jasons, according to what I could find from multiple sources, are the first ones who came up with the idea that we were hitting the ice age. Remember that? Yeah. Everything's going to freeze yes. over. U.S. was uh, Canada and the U.S. was going to freeze into Russia. Uh, we were all heading to a polar apocalypse. Yeah, we saw how well that went. But that's why they call it climate change now, because it was ice age. Then it was... We were going to get too hot, and now it's just climate change. But this is one of those things, like I said, with the whole technology thing. I mean, you listen to the Ted Kaczynski manifesto episodes. That's all he railed about, where we were going with the technology. And some of the things, like I've said when I was reading it, like how did he see so well what we were going to run into, what it was going to become? Well, he was it either really, one or he worked with one. Yeah, because there's a lot of things, you know, if you listen to those episodes where, I mean, he was right on, on what's happening right now. And this is, he wrote those in 1995. So it's almost like he was part of the Jason group and saw the technology first and went, oh, shit. Right. According to the Pentagon, the Jasons hold the highest and most restrictive security clearances in the nation. They're given the protocol rank of Rear Admiral, which is two stars when they visit or travel aboard ships or visit military bases. According to this article, the only other reference to the Jason group that I've been able to find is in the Pentagon Papers. The paper stated that Jason was responsible for designing the electronic barrier between North and South Vietnam during the war, which we just talked about. Yeah. The veil of secrecy around the Jason group has been so tight and so leak-proof since its conception that those who think the government cannot keep a secret need to re-examine that position. That's according to this article. The government was able to contain the Jason group except the one leak, but the Jason group itself, a civilian group, did even better. No leaks have ever occurred from within Jason. And I thought this was interesting. Jason is administered by the MITRE 
corporation government contracts that are allotted to the MITRE corporation. But the MITRE corporation claims they don't even know who the Jasons are. I've seen maybe it's one of those like the one person in the company knows or that's just yeah. I've seen multiple requests by journalists to the MITRE Corporation regarding the Jasons, and the same thing comes back all the time. We regret to inform you we have no idea what you're talking about, kind of thing. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I thought this was interesting. Wired magazine in two thousand six did a expose on them. And the headline is, The Jasons Exposes Secret Science. Every summer, the Southern California seaside community of La Jolla plays host to some of the nation's most prestigious scientists. The elites launch probes into some of the world's most vexing scientific questions between excursions and barbecues. And then it goes on to say that the world of the Jasons is a and they say semi-secret society of scientists who inherited the mantle of the famous Manhattan Project. We've talked about that. Uh, named after the mythical Jason, seeker of the Golden Fleece, this group sprang into action in the late 50s. Whenever the government needed advice, or in some cases, even when it didn't, the Jasons went to work, keeping their debates secret in order to have the freedom to be open uh-huh, and gain access to classified documents. See how they speak out of both sides? We have to remain open. secret in order to be open. Yeah, with our classified documents. <laughs> Their research into bypassing atmospheric distortion to improve missile defense changed astronomy. According to uh, the author Finkbeiner, which is who, uh, that's the PDF I'm talking about, she interviewed a few of them. And in Wired Magazine, they say, at time, the book turns tedious as Finkbeiner focuses on the Jason's dry bureaucratic history. But thankfully, she never neglects the elephant in the room. Should scientists be helping out the government and the military in particular? Or do scientists have an ethical responsibility to avoid any role in warfare, as some critics argue? Hmm. Very weird. Just very, it's very weird and very, like you said, the way they talk out both sides of their mouth. It's very government. Mm -hmm. One of the things that leaked out that they worked on is this thing called adaptive optics, AO. And this is a technique of precisely deforming a mirror in order to compensate for light distortion. It's used in astronomical telescopes and laser communication systems to remove the effects of atmospheric distortion in microscopy, optical fabrication, and in retinal imaging systems to reduce these aberrations. Now, what I find interesting is the more I looked into this and the, the more I dug into what this was, we did a show on Project Bluebeam quite a while ago. Mm -hmm. And everybody denies that there is such thing as a Project Bluebeam, that it's never going to happen and so forth. This adaptive optics fits right in line with this idea of what they do is if they're looking at something in the sky and there's multiple particles that are like say they're trying to pinpoint in on uh, a star they'll shoot a laser yeah. they'll shoot a laser beam up there to basically clear out the optics to clear everything out so that they can get a clearer view of this and it sort of uses this wavefront sensor to correct the image so almost like a stabilizer. Mm -hmm. If you get into it, I mean, it was first envisioned in 1953. I'm not going to go too, too deep into the weeds on it, but it's about seeing up in the atmosphere, creating, uh, using guide stars, artificial guide stars, creating artificial guide stars. So this, <laughs> there's a photo here of a laser beam directed towards the center of the Milky Way. And this is from Earth. This is from, uh, from it's a laser pointed into the sky. This laser beam can then be used as a guide star for the AO. So they the say, AO. well, this is just beneficial to, you know, the astronomers and astrology or ast the astronomers and, you know, studying the stars and everything. 
Yet when people say, hey, you know what? It's really weird. I was uh, I was out in New Mexico and there's up on the hill, there was this beam, this laser beam going up straight up into the sky. Nah, you're crazy. You've never saw that. Well, these guys invented it. It's right here. Yeah. So what always gets me is they say, oh, yeah, we do this. And then in the next sentence, we're going to say, hey, I saw something. Oh, yeah, you're nuts. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, what's this laser guide star? Because this is another thing that they invented that leaked out. A laser guide star is an artificial star image created for use in astronomical adaptive optic system which are employed in large telescopes in order to correct atmospheric distortion of light. Natural stars can serve as a point source for this purpose, but sufficiently bright stars are not available in all parts of the sky, which greatly limits the usefulness of natural guide star adaptive optics. Instead, one can create an artificial guide star by shining a laser into the atmosphere. So back up here. There's no such thing as blue beam. That's never going to happen. And this idea of Bill Gates spreading dust all up in the atmosphere, which would create a giant screen, that's, ne that's not going to happen. That's never happening, even though that's been proven they want to do that. There's yeah. no such thing as a laser beam that creates fake stars. You're not seeing a laser beam go up into the sky and create false images. No. Although it's right here, and the Jasons came up with this. Why? Why would they? Why would they need this? It's questions I have. That, that that's what I'm, I'm thinking of too. I mean, and I hate to go back to what we were just talking about last week, but we go back to once again to flat Earth. I mean, is it, wouldn't this be a way to basically make it us see what we need to see to understand that the Earth is not flat? I honestly think this group is so secretive and so out of the mainstream and it takes so much digging to get to this group that most conspiracy groups, and I will put the flat earthers in that, have no idea they exist or what they've done. Well, no, like I said, I mean, it's one of those things because, I mean, a lot of times what I do for some of my research, because I drive so much right now, um, which I'm hoping to fix, but I drive two and a half hours each day. So a lot of times for my extra research, I'll listen to, to other shows or, or YouTube. I don't watch, don't worry, I don't watch it while I'm driving, but I listen to them. <laughs> um, and I couldn't find any on this. It's very, very difficult, I'll tell you. A couple small YouTube, but I mean, it was very quick, very, nothing like you do. Like, I mean, you look up Flat Earth, you, I mean, you can't, not find an article on flat earth or a podcast or a youtube channels just just lists and lists jason i mean it was like it kept trying to auto correct it to something else yes very very true so this is one that definitely i think is very under appreciated under known people don't know about this one no there was this group called the Majestic 12 or the MJ-12. Yes. That and, one pops up a little bit. Right. But not the Jasons. Well, they kind of go together. The Majestic 12 is a name used for the initial core group of 12 experts who were in charge of the UFO-related projects. This group was established September 24th, 1947 by President Truman. And they reported directly and exclusively to him, and they were under his ultimate authority. It was a super-secret group, the Magic or Majestic 12. It was a real group put together by the president at the time, Truman. MJ-12 is the name of the C this control group. Eisenhower then commissioned the Jason Society, originally known as Jason Scholars. And I don't think we've explained this. If you become a Jason, that's who you are. You're Jason. They're all Jasons. Yeah. You lose your name. When you show up at the whatever summertime get together, 
You're all Jasons. The, That's got to be tough when you're asking when you're yelling for somebody. I think once they get into the inner sanctum, they, <laughs> they use their own names. But outside of that, they're just they're all Jasons. It's like being in the store and yelling, Mom. Right. Everybody turns around. <laughs> so this group originally, the, the Jason Society, was commissioned to sift through all the facts, evidence, technology, lies, and deception to find the truth of the alien questions. Society was made up of the 32 most prominent men in the country in 1972, and the top 12 members were designated the MJ-12. The director of the CIA was appointed J-1, the director of MJ-12. MJ-12 was responsible only to the president, and then the Jason group was like right under them, and they were supposed to, they, they sort of coexisted. They were the lower level of the MJ or the Majestic 12. So these two groups were started, well, MJ-12 first, a couple of years later, they bring in the Jason Society. Jason Society is supposed to sort of keep, they keep tabs on each other. However, the MJ-12 was the higher tier of this, and they were super secret. Nobody ever knew who they were, and I don't even know if they, if they're continuing on, if they, I, I couldn't find anything really about them. They pop up every once in a while while I've done research and other things. I've heard the MJ-12. I've heard rumors of what they are. I mean, they might be something that eventually someday to do an episode just on them, but it's tough because this is another one kind of like the Jason group is, you know, where it's a lot of, well, Jason society, that it's a lot of like, hey, this is what we think it is. Yes. For example, this article. What is the difference between Jason scholars or Jason Society, and the Jason Group. The documents, according to this author, he's saying, the documents that I read refer to the Jason Society in, in exactly those words. In public documents, the only Jason reference is to the Jason Group, administered by the MITRE Corporation. And this author says, I believe the Jason Society is one of the highest degrees above the skull and bones, and the scroll and key in the Illuminati. In other words, it is a higher level of initiation. The Jason Group is a scientific organization formed and hired by the Jason Society and the U.S. government. So again, when things are in secret, this is where you get this stuff. I'm not saying that's true. In fact, I couldn't find any evidence of that. Yeah. But when you know the history of DARPA, you know the history of the U.S. government. And you know that all these things that come out later about what, oh, our top scientists have discovered this. And it's, uh, our, our top scientists did this. We invented the Internet. And we invented tracing and tracking and chips and everything. All the stuff, that, everything that's ever come out, you know about. All the DARPA dogs. And we could go through the entire list of all the crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. So they have their hired people on hand working on that all the time. The theory is, is that this Jason group comes up with the idea. Kind of like an Edison move, right? They come up with the idea mm -hmm. and they're like, here's, here's what we're thinking. And this is what it will do. And this is how it operates. And here's your basic plan. And here's, you know, this is how we've thought it through. Now go build it. Yeah. And you figure it out. And then they'll go back to where they are teaching and as it's getting built they're being sent hey we tried this it didn't work so they do some research send it back try this and then when they come back the next year they look at what was accomplished and present the new projects yeah and the projects well where do they get the projects from what's the directive what are they supposed to come up with who decides that we don't know I, I'm, I'll take my guesses. Yeah, uh, that's why. But again, it's a guess. Yeah. This group is so secretive. So what's your guess? I mean, there's a couple of trilateral commission. The freaking my, my brain just forget about it because it's supposed to forget about it. Um, all the secret. I mean, skull and crossbones. I mean, you name it. Illuminati. It could be any of them. The new lizard order. Hmm. I mean, it's one of those, I think, above 
the the people that we we've talked about Bilderberg um, group Bilderberg group any of them that they're coming up with the ideas and they're going to the Jason group who's a secret group who isn't going to tell anyone about the stuff and say hey we need you to go find this we need you to go find disease X so that we can use it we need you to do this and I think that's where it's coming from one of the articles I ran across and again it's <laughs> I just stumbled on this because if you just type in Jason Society Jason group you are good luck that's all I can say good luck and we can send you the links that we have, and we'd be glad to do that. And maybe you will find some. We're pretty seasoned at this. We're, I, I won't say that we're the greatest or the best, and we've got this super-duper secret knowledge that nobody else does, but we've been doing this for quite some time, and every now and then you run into some real doozies to try to penetrate through the secret wall or if, it, if there's anything out there at all about it. Like I said, I can yeah. only find one book that was ever written about these guys. And so, it really makes me wonder too with the, the one book. And that's why I always have problems with stuff like that. When there's only one, what is it really? Is, is that the truth or is that the, the, the sleight of hand saying, Hey, look over here. Cause really, Oh, 100% well, at this 100%. Yeah. I'll tell you just real quick. The story on this lady, she knew nothing about the Jason group. She was with her husband at some dinner in Washington. Her husband was you know, saying, this is so-and-so, and this is so-and-so, and this is so-and-so. And in the conversation, in her, her husband's having a conversation with another guy and asked, how is Jason doing? And his wife said I, she didn't know who Jason was. She asked, what are you guys talking about, Jason? Who's Jason? He goes, no, the Jasons. She said, well, who are the Jasons? Well, I can't tell you that. So then she bugged him, bugged him, bugged him. And he finally was like, well, here's here's the Jasons or this. And she's like, well, I'd like to talk to him because, you know, I'm an author and blah, blah, blah. And uh, bingo, she's got names. She can go visit them. She can talk to them. They're all telling her the same story, like insane, impossible. And it's it's a total yeah. setup because the yeah. end of the book is she's very sympathetic to the Jasons. They're just misunderstood. They're like the peaceniks. They're really good guys, and they're just trying to help. Mm -hmm. It's just like the magician. It's the magician that's showing you the one hand, saying, hey, look at this hand. And anytime they're saying you look at this hand, you need to look at the other one because that's where you're getting screwed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So there's an article, and it's called Secret Societies in the New World Order. It's a three-parter. It's really long. It's kind of going through a lot of stuff we've talked about. And then you get down into part two of part three. And they're talking about the Council on Foreign Relations, the Bilderberg Group. They're talking about Freemasons and all this stuff. And they get down in here and they say, I hope to show you the most modern secret societies, and especially those that practice degrees of initiation. And that is the key. They are really one society with one purpose, and you may call them whatever you wish. Here's the list. I'm not going to count them. I'd say there's 15 on the list. In this order, the Order of the Quest, the Jason Society, number two. Mm -hmm. and, you, and you go down, it has the Masons, the Illuminati, Council on Foreign Relations, Brotherhood of the Dragon, Rosicrucians, all, all kind of stuff. Trilateral Commission, Skull and Bones, it goes on. But number two on this list is the Jason Society. And again, I don't want to belabor the point. I stumbled across these guys. I didn't listen to a podcast where people are like, you got to check these guys out, the Jason Society. No, it was a side note to something I was looking at. And I just happened to, hmm, what it, who are these guys? What is this? And down the rabbit hole I went, and here we are. And it is still a mystery to me. I get the gist of it. I understand the gist of the program. And it's funny because in all this research, I found basically three stories to this group. Yeah. So there's the author and Finkbeiner story where they are just these very noble scientists and deep thinkers at the top universities 
who are just trying to help. And actually, they get upset a lot of the time at the things that they do. And sometimes because sometimes they get used for things that they don't approve of or they don't want them to be used for. That's her story. Now, the problem I have with that is they keep coming back. Why don't you walk away? You have a job. You're tenured. You don't need that. If you're upset about what DARPA is doing with your stuff or the government is doing with your suggestions, walk away. Why are you so upset when they defund you? Why are you so upset when something leaks? So that's one story. The second story is these guys, you know, came in from the Manhattan Project that they are basically trying to make the government much more efficient by saving them money, by coming up with inventions that will, like AI or robots or whatever, things that will may cost a bit at the time, but over the long haul, like this one guy that I watched this interview with who claimed to be a Jason, he claims to have saved the government billions of dollars from what they've invented or had you know, passed on their knowledge. And so that they should be, you know, revered and, re- and, and seen as heroes and saviors. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I have a problem with that too, because DARPA's budget is massive. And at most, we see one or two things a year that come out of there that they're like, hey, this is what we're working on. This is what we're doing. And nothing adds up in DARPA. Nothing. No. Of course not, because they're not going to show you the truth. Because if they showed you the truth, you'd be like, wait, why, what? Our government's doing what? They're paying for research on what? They don't want us to know. Because if we knew, people ask questions. Right. And then the third narrative that I have run across is, and I do believe that's because everything is so shrouded in secrecy. It's like a secret society. And the things that have leaked out, Jasons can pass on. They, they can recruit other Jasons, but then you have to leave. And it's, it's a super, super duper secret sort of mm-hmm. handshaky type thing, which leads to conspiracies. So the other one is, is that, yes, they are one of a small group that is basically running the United States's military tech industry, technology of the future, and they're getting directives from, let's call it the Illuminati, the Bilderbergs, like you said, whoever, however you want to put that, whoever's at the top, they direct to them. They then go to the government and say, this is what we're working on. This is what's come from the top. This is what we're working on. You're going to build it. You're going to use taxpayers' funds for it. Our name's not on it. And you either, if it leaks out, it's all on you. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't go back to the top, which I think is why, because I kind of lean towards that one. Because if you read between the lines of what they work on, that stuff that's leaked out, you can make, you can, (laughs) you can do a lot of cross-referencing and you can come up with a lot of theories as to, hmm, why would they be working on that if they're supposed to be solving problems? That's not solving any problems. Which is why I believe every now and then somebody gets into office, figures out what's like, does a deep dive into, okay, where's our money going? What's going on here? Why are we doing that? Why, why are we working on these things? We don't need that. We're going to do budget cuts. And they're one of the ones to go. Yeah. And then all of a sudden someone's like, wait, hold on. And you can't get rid of that. Yes. Because why? so let's go back it's, to that original. Let's go back to that original article. The one we started with, because this is hilarious. So in this article, we're going back now to 2019. They're going to defund the Jason group. Democrat representative Jim Cooper. And you can watch video of this. It's, all, it's still on YouTube. I watched this. 
So Democrat Representative Jim Cooper asked about Jason's funding yesterday afternoon during a strange exchange with Lisa Gordon Haggerty, head of the NNSA. Gordon Haggerty said she wasn't aware of what's happening with the Jasons, but that the Department of Energy has ongoing studies happening with them. Politicians like Representative Gwen Moore of Wisconsin are confused with the decision as well. Congressman Moore sent Gizmodo a statement via email, and she says this. Well, she claims that it's super dangerous for the Department of Defense to pull funding from the Jasons, and here's why. She says the U.S. national security is a top priority. Having an independent body of scientists to provide guidance, advices, and recommendations regarding our nuclear stockpiles and weapon systems is invaluable to decision makers in both the executive and legislative branch. Reading the news that the Department of Defense is severing its 60-year working relationship with this independent group without warning or rationale raises serious questions. This is a move that could potentially have national security ramifications and deprive policymakers of critical information regarding our nuclear weapons complex. I hope my colleagues on the Armed Service Committee will review this decision and that the Defense Department will reconsider this rash decision. Interesting. Wow. I thought they were just working on things. I thought they were just helping. They're peaceniks. They're just helping out with some ah, scientific problems, you know, maybe. Uh, and it is interesting in this interview I saw with this supposed Jason, this, this guy. And I, again, I don't know that he is. He seemed to know a lot about it. He, he claimed they also worked on societal problems. He would not get specific on what is a societal problem because they're not psychologists. They're not counselors. All weird, all questionable. I mean, what it reminds me of is um, the Phoenix Foundation, um, which if you've ever watched MacGyver, that's what it was. They were a think tank to everybody else but really they were basically black ops which i mean that's kind of what jason cooper sounds like it sounds like it's a think tank that really does a bunch of shit that nobody wants to admit to it's like we can't have the military do it we can't have this do it we can't have an actual government agency do it so hey here's this think tank over here yeah they just come up with ideas yeah well i find this interesting i think earlier i said the miter corporation didn't acknowledge that they worked with the Jasons. And that is true for many journalists who reached out to MITRE. I did just find this as we're talking. This is a MITRE corporation sent Gizmodo a statement via email confirming the existence of the letter they received. So the government or somebody sent MITRE corporation a letter. This is all MITRE had to say. My, this is MITRE statement. MITRE received a letter dated March 28th from the Department of Defense that terminated plans for a follow-on Jason contract. And as instructed by the letter, MITRE is ceasing our support of the Jason program. But that's all they said. That's, that's the first time I've seen anywhere that they admitted they had anything to do with them. But even then, they're not admitting they had anything to do with them. They're just admitting they got a letter that said cease services. Right, and then they're like, yeah, okay, fine. We don't even know who they are, so we're not sure what you're talking yeah. about. But there's nothing that says they got anything that said start services. <laughs> so, again, <laughs> I look, okay, well, who are, who's MITRE? Who's the MITRE company? Well, the MITRE company is, according to their website, a company unlike any other. MITRE was established to advance national security in new ways and serve the public interest as an independent advisor. We continue to deliver on that promise every day, applying our systems thinking approach to provide solutions that enhance our national security and way of life. According to them, <laughs> Fast Company called us, quote, the most important company you've never heard of. But even if you don't know our name, you have experienced our impact. That's according to them. So, yeah, it says in our 60 plus years, so that's wild, kind of a connection there. In our 60 plus years of catalyzing and sustaining change, 
we never lose sight of the human factor behind every complex system and innovative solution. But it's all very vague. Always. Because they say also, we live with the reality of a world in conflict in which long-term strategic competition will challenge the security of our nation. Our vision of pioneering for a better future helps ensure our nation's role as a leading force for good. It's all very vague. Like we discover new possibilities through objective insight and trusted access that brings data to decisions. We create unexpected opportunities from a unique vantage point working across the whole of government to freely adapt proven strategies to new changes and challenges. And we lead by pioneering together for the public good, bringing innovative ideas into existence. What does that mean? Nothing. Zero. Yeah, nothing. But they're so important that they have a secret group, the Jasons, which report to DARPA. Yeah. Not to the president, to DARPA. And they're in charge of our nuclear weapons and our nuclear arsenal. And they come up with all these crazy laser beams. And that's just what we know about. That's, that's, all, that's what we know about. Yeah, that's what we know. I'm going to keep my eye on these guys i mean i have dug super deep on these guys on the jasons and th this is pretty much all we have i wish we had more but this I is definitely one where they they hid i mean this is one of those ones i, I keep hearing this thing where people all the time are like oh the, the government can't hide anything i mean they couldn't even hide a blowjob in the office but who's to say that that wasn't on purpose like, it's one of those things all the time. You see it all the time. Like, hey, I'm going to make it look like I'm completely incompetent. So nobody will think I could ever do it correctly. So when I do do it correctly, no one's going to suspect it. That's what our government does to us. I mean, I once worked at a company where I screwed up the coffee so bad, nobody ever asked me to do it again. It's the same thing here. They basically, oh, they can't keep a secret. They couldn't even keep this secret. How do we know that wasn't on purpose? How do we know they don't let some of these things leak occasionally so everyone's like, oh, they could never keep a secret? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we could never keep a secret. So there's no way we have huge military bases hidden underneath the earth. And there's huge tunnels. And there's this group that's coming up with crazy ideas. No, none of that could be true. Not at all. We couldn't keep that secret. We couldn't even keep a blowjob in this office, the office secret. Come on. What are you thinking? Yeah, there's nothing in Iron Mountain. Now, so I want to share real quick because <laughs> I thought this was fascinating. As I'm doing all this research, and I don't, I, I do sometimes use Google, but I try not to. So I'll use lots of different search engines. Some are better than others, but every time I would just dig deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, I kept running across these articles that would pop up to me these recommended recommended articles you ready for this mm -hmm. forbes headline why doing your own research makes you believe fake news that showed up in my feed washington post doing your own research is a good way to end up being wrong the new york times don't go down the rabbit hole. Critical thinking, as we're taught to do it, isn't helping in the fight against misinformation. And then the last one was from Vice. Scientists explain why doing your own research leads to believing conspiracies. <laughs> so, Don't think for yourself. We will tell you what you're supposed to think. So in the algorithm, as I'm digging and digging and digging for this Jason group and trying six ways from Sunday to locate anything I can about it. Whatever was in the algorithm started pushing these up at me. And there was a couple of more, but the, I thought those headlines were so hilarious because they're like, Hey, you, Hey, we, <laughs> we noticed you're looking for this. Maybe you should read this article about going down the rabbit hole about doing your own research, about critical thinking. You're, you're not helping here. You're on the wrong track. You, you shouldn't even be in this corner of the <laughs> of the web. Get out of here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
you, you will think what we tell you to think. So when you Google it, we'll tell you what you should really be Googling. Yeah, because if you just type in the Jasons or the J or Jason Society, see you later, you'll never get to this stuff. No. Because I, I tried it on Google just for fun, and it tried sending me, like, Jason Sudeikis and, like, kept changing it to something else. Oh, you're not looking for this. You're looking for Jason Momoa. You're looking for Jason this. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Even if you force it, they will send you to stories about Jason and the Argonauts, the, mm -hmm. <laughs> the Golden Jason Fleece story. something, but. Oh, yeah. Jason Band. There was another one. Jason Band kept coming up. Oh, the Jason. The Jason Band? No, that's not what I'm no. looking for. Anyway. No, they've gotten crazy with the social media because here's the one that, that I'll crack you up for this week because I still, you know, I still have um, a, a personal Facebook that I only pretty much use to contact like groups that I'm in and stuff like that. And one of the groups I'm in, they're doing a fitness challenge. I got flagged for asking about sending in my weight loss pictures as soliciting nudity <laughs> to my coach in a personal message. Oh yeah, but they're but you have complete and utter privacy. Yeah, because I was soliciting. Hey, there's a lot of theories that this Jason group is highly involved in technology because it all goes mm -hmm. hand in hand. Yep. And if you do a <laughs> you do a deep dive on Facebook, there's a pretty strong theory that the U.S. government, a la the Jason group invented facebook and basically handed it over to zuckerberg that's why he's so robotic and he's so weird and he's so out there because he really didn't do it no which it makes sense and it wouldn't surprise me at all i mean it surprised me with a lot of this stuff like the iphone um a lot of the stuff that we got that the government somehow came up with and then said hey we can't put this out there so here you know, you you need to do this and just say you invented it. And oh, by the way, Facebook we've, or any of these. we've got these backroom deals that anytime we come and ask for anything, because you're going to be wealthy beyond your wildest dreams. Mm -hmm. But we want all the information. Yeah, we may have to do that that one one day. But anyway, you that's know, there's a bunch of them because you go into all those social media stuff. I mean, it's the whole thing. Everyone's like, oh, Elon Musk, he's trying to get truth. No, Elon Musk is another puppet like the rest of them. He's just, if they make a villain, then all of the, everybody's looking at him like he's this huge villain. He's just going along with the part. It's like WWE wrestling when Hulk Hogan went, suddenly became a, a villain. It's the <laughs> same thing. It's entertainment. It's entertainment. And it also explains why anytime there was some startup group that nobody ever heard of, like Vine or you know, any of these little groups that kind of caught kind of legs, were all of a sudden bought out for, for like a billion dollars. Nobody ever heard of them. They didn't know mm -hmm. what they did. Maybe there were a few people on it. Next thing you know, Facebook owns it. Yeah. Or Microsoft sudden, oh, or, or whoever. They're, they're starting to take it. They're pushing the narrative the wrong way. We need to make them be part of our group. Suck them in, make them, make them part of the, the the Facebook, then we can control them. Or like Parler, they call it Meta. Like Parler, Parler, they destroyed Parler because Parler wouldn't mm -hmm. back down or sell. Anyway, that's another story. So the Jason Group, look into them. Good luck. It's super secretive. I can't give you a definitive answer on who they report to, where they came from. And that's all part of the mystique. We do know, and I would put money on this, it's part of the grand overall New World Order getting directions from the top. Mm -hmm. And that is why you don't know about it. Most people don't know about it. And I think a lot of people in Washington don't know about it. Because they still let you know what they need you to know. Right. Here's a challenge. Next time your local representative or congressperson or whoever comes around for a town meeting, show up and ask them their thoughts on the Jasons. Mm -hmm. I bet they, they have no clue what you're talking about. No, because they're just a pawn in the game. Anyway, I have all the links. If you would like them, just email us, downtherh at protonmail.com, downtherh at protonmail.com. That's also how you can reach out to us. You want to suggest a show topic or you got some comments or you want to 
clarify something, maybe you have uh, more research on it because we don't pretend to know everything or have all the research, but we'd love to hear from you. Brandon, you got the midweek? I do. No idea what it's going to be yet, but it'll be something good. In the meantime, everybody have a great week. I'm Big D. I'm Brandon. We're out of here. See you later.